Well, hello, everybody. It is future Mark and future Carol here. Hey, what's up? We're married now. And because of that, every once in a while, you know, on my birthday and sometimes right around Christmas, we get the engagements. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and I think our times together are going to be uh, so much more exciting and invigorating now because uh, of Manscaped. Manscaped.com. It is kind of amazing how much, like, better it smells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it was great before, but, oh, my gosh, she smells so good and everything's so smooth now. Yeah, so Manscaped, I'm telling you, I've never Manscaped before, but we, I use the, the Lawnmower 2.0. We, <laughs> what? Is that what it's really called? That's what it's called. <laughs> That's funny. So I <laughs> I got the perfect package 2.0. It comes with the lawnmower 2.0. It comes with a very stylish uh, antimicrobial underwear. Uh, it says Manscaped right on it. It's great. And it comes with the, the spritzer. It's kind of freshening you up a little bit. And it comes with the ball deodorant, which, as Carol pointed out, is fantastic. I'll tell you what. I don't know if you've noticed this, Carol. Because I usually try to do this in private time, but not in a sexy way, but in a just like kind of satisfying way. I touch, I'm touching myself a lot more <laughs> down, down in that area because it's so smooth. It just, it feels the skin, the like the lotion. I don't know if it's got some sort of uh, rejuvenating uh, properties or, or what either, but it just, it feels so, so youthful, even though I, I'm, I'm. I'm blossoming into my youth again now. <laughs> yeah, I, I really haven't noticed you um, touching yourself, but uh, I don't blame you because it, it is smooth. Yeah, it's just, it's very nice and, and it really, it, it's a perfect gift. So if you go to manscaped.com and use our promo code LATEFEE, that's all caps, L-A-T-E-F-E-E, you're going to get a... You're going to get a perfect package 2.0 like I got. You're going to get 20% off. You're going to just love going, uh, shaving your goods there. And uh, and your partner is going to, uh, to thank you for it as well. And ladies, let me tell you, Christmas is coming. And this is a gift for both of you. Absolutely. So, yeah, get a, get this gift. If you're, if you're a lady out there listening, get get this gift for your uh, your your husband. Do and, yourself a favor. And guys, you can finally say this and it doesn't sound like an insult. How would you like to suck my butt? <laughs> that would still sound like an insult. No, no, no. It's it's Although it's, I kind of do all the time. <laughs> go to manscaped.com. Uh, use our, our our code late fee. Get 20% off. And, and be the best ball licker she can be. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, uh, now back to the past. Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? It is 90210 time. What time is it again? It's 90210 time. It's also December 2nd, 1994. You got it right again. Yeah, I know. You got a cookie. Not this week. (laughs) 
You've had some issues with your with your face this week. Yeah, I'm not doing great. I have a cold. I have some cold sores. It's kind of a mess over here. Wow. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry if I sound gross, guys. My girlfriend is a syphilis prostitute. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you jerk! If I'm syphilitic, so are you. Apparently. <laughs> That's uh, the, or wait, I guess it's herpes, right? Yeah, cold sores are herpes. Is that, is cold, or can't, yeah, cold sores are herpes. Canker sores are just. They're also herpes. No, I think canker sores are just ulcerations. From the herpes virus. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. If you're a doctor out there, <laughs> tell us who's right. Well, okay. Look, I I can educate. I can educate you on this, okay? In Carta, yeah, go ahead. Because (laughs) when I was a kid, I had the chicken pox, and that is like a strand of like the herpes virus, and yes, it stays in your body, and it expresses itself in like canker sores and cold sores. I don't. Is it the same? Is that the same strain? Is it the same? Simplex, or whatever they call it. I, I don't know about all that. I just know that that's why I get them. Chicken pox is herpes simplex C or something, or D? or I don't know. B, I don't know. A, B, C, D, E, F, G? Hepatitis E. <laughs> no hepatitis. Anyway, so... Uh, besides liver transplants, we are covering <laughs> 9021... Uh-oh... We've gone back to the beginning. So, even though it is December 2nd, 1994, these episodes, I believe these ones were 89? Yeah, I think so. We're on season one, which I believe was 1989. I think we're on season five now. But anyway, so we are doing our dangdest to catch up here to where it's, it is currently airing. Right. So, Carol... Yes. This episode of 90210 was entitled what? Um, <laughs> expecting me to remember things right now. Um, something East Side Story? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Not West Side Story. No. Not uh, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. <laughs> From your first cigarette to your last dying day. No, 90210 did not suddenly become a musical. That would be weird. That would be awesome, though. I don't know. I think uh, Jason Priestley and uh, Luke Perry would look pretty cool in, like, the old-timey. Uh, old-timey? <laughs> you know, like, the leather bomber jackets and wow. stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's real old-timey. Well, no, but you know what I mean. Like, the sharks and the jets. I mean, right? yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a timeless look, I guess. 40 years ago, I suppose. But, yeah. It's, it's I know what you ago. mean. What about uh, Brenda and and Kelly in the poodle skirts or whatever? Aw, that would be cute, too. <laughs> so, yeah, East Side story, because we're going to the East Side. Yep. They, we're not they're... going to a deluxe apartment in the sky, though. <laughs> They're they're at West Beverly Hills, and this is something about the East Side. East LA, East LA, okay. ASA East LA, yeah. (laughs) So their their maid um, asks Mm -hmm. if a family friend who was having trouble at school 
can use their address to go to their high school. I think she says it's like her niece or something like that. I like it's yeah. it's really weird the way the relationship is presented. Yeah. And there's this dude with her that gave me the creeps right off the bat. Yeah, he's definitely just an odd character. But they were like, yeah, she's a genius basically and there's been some gang activity in her school so they they don't want her going there. Right. Which, you know, like, the kids are kind of surprised their parents agree to it, but they do. They do, yeah. And then Brandon works his magic and uh, randomly meets her at school. She is beautiful, of course. Yeah, even even Luke Perry is uh, somehow tearing his gaze away from Snaggletooth's print. <laughs> You're so mean! To uh, to stare at her ass or whatever as she walks by. Yeah, that was pretty That was pretty bad. It was, like, so blatant, too. Oh, yeah. And what was his... He had a really lame excuse, too. I don't remember what he said. Oh, she looked at me first or something? Yeah. She looked at me. <laughs> so I figured I had to... I fuck her. <laughs> right? <laughs> So Brandon <clears throat> meets this girl and is like super nice to her and offers to show her where her classes are. And I guess they have a bunch of classes together. Oh, and Andrea's jealous. Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, she is. Because she, she walks in, the, the girl walks into the newspaper or whatever. Where apparently, I, I guess Andrea never goes to class. She just lives in that office. Right? <laughs> it is kind of weird. But yeah, she um, she walks in and and they're talking and Andrea gets the idea like oh oh you know each other or whatever and mm. she like she gets weird about it too, where like he actually oh, yes. t- he actually tells her the truth about what's going on because he figures she would understand. Well, she was in the office and she saw oh yeah the personnel records or whatever of uh, the girl. I can't remember the girl's name. I want to say Maria, but I think it was just because of the East Side Story. Maria. How do you solve a problem like Maria? That is a different Oh, musical. yeah, no, that's Sound of Music, right? <laughs> I just met a girl <laughs> named Maria, <laughs> and suddenly I found... Um, yeah, so she <laughs> stares, and she, she, she eavesdrops, not eavesdrops, but she peeps... Into her file. Yeah. And says, oh, she's like, oh, I was just sitting open on the desk. But she says her address is your address. Is she living with you, Brandon? Yeah, she's all like, what is your relationship with this girl? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it was bad. But she gets weird about it. We're like, she's all like, oh, you know, this could cause problems for me. Basically, yeah. She's like, yeah, if they find out somebody's here that's not supposed to be here, then they might search everyone, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of paranoid. Yeah, it's weird. But, so, and that's basically her only contribution to the episode. Yeah. The episode is very heavily focused on Brandon and Maria. We'll just call her Maria. We are just going to call her Maria. (laughs) So, um, he takes her to the peach pit after school, Mm -hmm. but he's working. And it's very weird to me. That he then drives her home, and it's still light outside. Like, how how short is this work shift that right. he has? Like, she just hung out for, like, however many hours? He gives her a free piece of pie, too. Yeah. And what's his name? Ian Zering. What's his name? Steve Sanders. Steve. Steve's like, oh, she's totally into you, man. Yeah, well, I mean, she does keep looking at him. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, like, they're definitely, like, they talk about eye-fucking. Both of them are. <laughs> and she'd be pregnant already with what they do with their eyes. Wow. <laughs> you know, your eyes never change from birth. They stay the same size. Really? Your entire life. Oh, that's weird. But your nose and ears continue to grow. I knew your nose and ears continue to grow, but I didn't know about the eyes. Thanks, Snapple. What? <laughs> You know, the, the Snapple juices, Uh huh. they have little facts underneath their caps. So they're educating you. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. It's that, remember the, the girl in the commercials, she always gets the letters. This one's from Secaucus, Illinois. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she writes, dear Wendy, I really like Snapple's bold flavor, but my husband likes to pour it down the drain. What? I don't know. They're always weird letters. Anyway. So, <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. So he drives her home, and she lives, like you said, East L.A. Oh, yeah. It's not With like. Cheech Marin. <laughs> not the greatest neighborhood. And he's all like, what's their, is it Carla? I think is the maid. Yes, Carla is the name of their maid. And, and he's like, so Carla lives here? Like, he's like shocked or something. And it's like, she's a maid. How much money do you think she has? Right. Yeah. He, yeah. Brandon doesn't understand Anything. Anything. Oh, by the way, she saw, Maria saw two Mexican guys working at the Peach Pit, and they were kind of looking at her or whatever, and she, you know, like, we saw a little look on her face, like, she didn't like it, so I knew that was going to come up. In the school, I guess we should also point out, she, you know, Brandon was all like, hey, you know, you could, um... You know, you're not going to have to worry about school or whatever. I'm sure you'll get a scholarship or whatever. And she's like, this is after he calls her a genius. And yeah, because she, she is freaking brilliant. Like, they show us all the through the school day. She's yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, she's a- answering questions in class and, and all this stuff. And she's like, what, what the fuck? You talking? I'm going to get a minority scholarship just because I'm brown, you piece of shit. You know, and like, she really flips out. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's all that swearing on a uh, primetime television show. Yeah, that's not paraphrasing at all. But he says, he says that, you know, hey, I just called you a genius. I was obviously talking about an academic scholarship, you psycho. (laughs) Yeah, she has some issues. Yeah, she really feels inferior to people, I guess. I, I don't uh, to to uh, to white people. She's I, very she's I just know. very sensitive about the fact that she is Mexican and at a school where everybody's white. Now, w- here in Michigan, we have some Mexicans, but we don't have a we don't have a huge Mexican population like uh, like Southern California does. But we do have you know we have a d- decent Mexican population. I, I would I suppose, but I would say they're very well assimilated into society. I don't like if I meet a Mexican person that, you know, so I don't know how to say this without sounding racist. Okay. If I see a black person, you know, at in on some level, I'm aware that they're black and I'm white, that our cultures are different and stuff like that. Right. Uh-huh. I see a Mexican person and I don't have any of those thoughts. Okay. I just see another white person. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think, and maybe it, I, I'm st- I, what I'm wondering is, obviously, I guess it's it's different in L.A., right? I guess. Because I wouldn't, here in Michigan, I wouldn't think, oh, Mexicans have it as bad racially as black people do. 
black people, I think, are way more discriminated against here in our area where we're at. But in Southern California or like, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Texas, areas like that, where there are higher, where there, where there are more of a, a larger minority population, maybe they are. Maybe they are as 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 discriminated against as can, black people. Can I say something? I, I, sure. I think that you're maybe coming at that with some flawed logic. Um, I think that you are less aware of it because there are less Mexicans around us for okay. you to see okay. that there is any kind of discrimination. Because the couple times I have talked to Mexican people in this area, they do feel highly discriminated against. Interesting. In and what way? I, I think the thing is, though, it's like we're not racist, so we just kind of assume that there's no racism happening. Uh, unless we see it, which we don't. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. I can't think of any like negative stereotypes about Mexican people, though. Yeah, well, I mean, like I was having a conversation with someone, and um, like some they said somebody called them. I'm trying to remember what it was, like a wetback or something. And I was like, what What is that? Like, I don't. <laughs> what What is, is that? that? They like had a, to explain it to me. That's and, like a reference to them swimming here. Yeah, I'm guessing right. Yeah, and like where were they, they from? Mexico. Well, that's ridiculous then. Right. That but, should, that doesn't even that that would be like Cuban or or you know. Yeah, um, but I mean, just like with um, you know, a lot of Asian uh, people, like they'll mix up whether they're Japanese or Chinese. They do the same thing with yeah. people from Cuba versus people from Mexico or Puerto Rico or. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it can be difficult if you don't if you're not used to being around different kinds of people. I suppose it could be somewhat difficult to tell. Uh, skin tone and facial, you know, stuff, structure, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I would think, I would think, if you saw someone from a Korean person and you saw a Japanese person, I would, I would hope most people would be able to tell the difference. But I guess, you know, but I mean, if you're talking about a Korean person and a Chinese person, those countries are very close together. They share a lot of culture. They share uh, the. Uh, same sort of like climate zone, depending on what part of China you're talking about. China's a large country. So they can look closer together because of that. Okay. Because, I mean, that's that's all it is. All, all it is, the difference in our skin tones and, and stuff like that uh, are is all where the in the area of the world that you live. Right. Or that your ancestors lived anyway. Um, and then, obviously, culture is a completely different thing than skin tone. Culture comes from, you know, your heritage, right. the, you know, your tribe, basically. But she seems to be hyper aware of that difference. Yeah, I guess so. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but. And, um, you know, that weird, creepy guy was hanging oh, yeah. out outside her house when he dropped her off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know we were talking about it, trying to figure out, like, what is this guy's deal? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know if he was like an uncle. I, at first, I thought she was like a prostitute. Right, and he's and then, a pimp. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to... It didn't seem like he was related to her. Yeah. It didn't seem like a familial relationship. So I didn't know what was going on. But she, he was like, oh, you're going to get yourself in trouble, blah, 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 and all this shit. Yeah, it's very, very weird. Like, you're just wondering the whole time what the fuck is going on. And there's a, there's a subplot, by the way, I guess, real quick, where David... Is you know he's the DJ oh yeah this or is so dumb. He's trying to get a hold of Vanilla Ice, 
MC Hammer. Or MC Hammer. Sorry. I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess this was the. I guess this was the week that MC Hammer was popular. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So he was trying to get a hold of him this week in the nineties. That uh, the early nineties that he was popular. So he was trying to get a hold of him on the phone, and he kept getting hung up on. Yeah, he keeps calling and asking to speak to him, and they're like, "Who are you? Is he expecting your call?" And then they just hang up. Yeah, and he's a horrible liar. Instead of being yeah. like, yes, of course he's expecting my call. Right. I have, you know, I have something to, very urgent to talk to him about, a business matter. He's just like, I'm calling from West Beverly High. I'm one of his cousins that he needs to, you know, buy cars for <laughs> and loan, loan money to. So right. So he can file for bankruptcy. And then at the very end, who does it end up being that he's talking to? Debbie Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the most ridiculous part about that is Deborah Gibson answering her own phone. And I want to know why, how did he call her and not realize that's who he was calling? I don't know. He's an idiot. He is. So. I She was still, I, I guess she wasn't performing in malls anymore at this point. <laughs> right. So, okay, so the next day, um, Brandon tries to ask Maria out on a date. Uh, and she tries very hard to blow him off. Oh, yeah. But he is persistent, and he wears her down. And he picks she, her up at the bus stop. Yeah, that's right. He picked, Yeah, she was waiting for the bus, and so he's giving her a ride home. And she asks if he wants to dance. Mm-hmm. Now and she doesn't dance. No, he does not. <laughs> he tries, God love him. Um, and she takes him to the community center to do some Latin dancing. Oh, yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad watching him try to do it. Mm-hmm. It looks fun, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not... I, I know a few different styles of dance, but I'm not an expert in, in Latin dancing. Right. Yeah, I don't know how to dance at all. I'd be I'd be Brandon out there. I'd be like, really, really bad white girl dancing. I still need to show you how to swing dance. Yeah, that would be fun. My brother took swing dancing. Me too. <laughs> You did? Like, you took a class in Sabina? That's so cool. I told you that before. Eh, you probably did. You know my memory sucks. Anyways. I got goldfish. <laughs> um, they have a great time. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess they make out some somewhat. I guess, in the car. I'm assuming. I think, I mean, I think we saw that they kiss or whatever, but he keeps talking about what a great night it was and stuff, so I'm assuming right. Hand job. stuff happened. Uh, but yeah, they go to like Lookout Point or whatever and look out over Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and then he drives her home. Mm-hmm. And then go ahead, I don't know how report happens. I, I don't know either. I think the guy was just, I think the guy's just there and she's all pissed off. Yeah. Like getting the house kind of thing. Right. And she, you know, like can't go out or, you know, talk to him or whatever. And Brenda, the whole time, is like, hey, you know, it's super suspicious that mom and dad would let this happen. Like, they must think that their parents are, like, fucking either squares or just assholes. Right. So, like, there is no way that mom and dad, under normal circumstances, would allow a Mexican person to get an education. (laughs) So, there's something going on here. Oh, and the parents have a, a little thing going on here, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where... um. The dad has a big client that's a clothing designer. Chick somebody. Yeah. And they're having a party at the house for this guy. Like a launch party for his clothing line or whatever. I don't know. And 
they give Brenda a catalog and say she can just order whatever she wants. Yeah, for and they'll her just her give it to her for, for free. free. So, you know, that, Wish that's... someone would do that with us. Right? So that's going on the whole episode, her getting all these orders and clothes, and so they're going to have this party. Now, the morning, that Saturday morning, Brandon goes back to Maria's house with breakfast mm-hmm. and, you know, tries to get her to come with him, but she can't. And she says she has to work. Right. Well, then, lo and behold, she's working the party. She is dressed up in an apron and everything. So she's working with the with the maid and some other caterer people. And he loses his mind. Oh, yeah. Brandon can't stand it. You know, he, he's like, I wanted her here as my guest. She can't be working the party and, like, acting. He's acting like they're being racist or something by having yeah. her work there, which is ridiculous. He's like, I see her as a human being now. Right. <laughs> Carla still isn't. She's just our maid. <laughs> and she can be our servant as well as any other Mexicans that we hire. But now that I've kissed her and she's touched my penis, she is a human being. And you can't treat her this way. And, like, doesn't, I think it's his dad. Somebody says something to him, like, you know, you serve your friends at the Peach Pit all the time. Because right. he's like, I can't have my friends serving me and we're friends now. Yeah, he's a, he's acting like a psycho. He's like, that's different. Yeah. And, and you know, you can tell she's so embarrassed. I would be. I would have told him to go fuck himself. I would have told him to go to hell. I'm like. Oh, yeah. He, he gets, he's, it's weird. It's very bad. And then he hears this designer guy talk about how he wishes that he would have sent jobs to Mexico sooner than he already has right. because he can get things so cheap. And Brandon goes off on him in how, front of his dad. How much are they going to pay those people? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you exploit some more brown people, you piece of shit? Yeah, it, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he really, he goes he goes off. And the guy's like, oh, I don't know, maybe he's right or something like that. The dad... Is pissed. Yeah, the the designer was cool about it. Yeah, because this is like this is the first big client for his dad, mm-hmm. so it's very important. Yeah, and his dad's asking him to just chill out for the night and just, you know. So basically, his dad says, "Look, shut your fucking mouth, right, and serve uh, people fucking hors d'oeuvres or whatever." <laughs> yeah. So he he ends up upsetting her to the point that she leaves the party. Oh yeah, she's not happy about anything. Like he has embarrassed the shit out of her. I'm, I I mean I was embarrassed for her just watching it. Yeah. And for him. And then I think I think at that point after the party's over, that's when Brenda and Brandon go to their parents and they're like, "Why? What are you doing here? Why did you let her, you know, fraudulently claim that she lives here?" And the dad's like, I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you. You mm-hmm. better talk to her. So Brandon goes and talks to Maria, and she reveals basically that she's in witness protection. Yeah. They don't say that outright, but that's basically what she says. She's like, oh, yeah, no, my school was good because my dad's a professor. My mom is, a, I don't know, some other kind of academic. And we live at the university and I don't know where, I can't remember where it is, Glendale or something like that. Yeah, it's not close, unfortunately, for Brandon. <laughs> no, it's a couple hours away. But right. we, I knew we weren't going to see her. Once, once Brandon started getting interested <laughs> in her romantically, I was like, oh, we'll never see her again. Right? It's like Brandon is a fucking serial killer and just <laughs> murders these women uh, after going out with them a couple times. 
Well, you know, I mean, he does fit the profile. Because we never see them again. But so she she says that there was some gang violence and she saw a dude around where her, her aunt lives, the, uh, you know, the... Carla, Carla, the maid. The maid, yeah. That she was visiting or whatever and she saw somebody get stabbed or something like that. No, I thought shot, but yeah. Well, I mean, you know... I think it was a kid too. It's Mexican, so I think it's switchblades. Oh. <laughs> Just <joking>. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, somebody gets stabbed or shot or something, and yeah. like you said, it was a kid. So he, she was going to, she's gonna, she was gonna testify, but it turns out that one of the dudes that was brought up and it confessed, like out of the blue, he's like, you know, I did it. I can't live with this burden in my soul anymore. And that means that Carly doesn't have to testify, so she doesn't have to be in hiding anymore. And that creepy dude was her police liaison. Right. Basically protecting her, making sure that she didn't get, like, you know, mob hit. Oh, that's what, you're right, it was it was uh, guns, because uh, it was a drive-by. Yeah. It was a drive-by shooting, and some, I think she said 12-year-old, or 11-year-old, something like that, on accident, Got hit. Yeah. But she saw who it was and that, you know, that she was going to testify. So that's, uh, that's her story and that's why she was there. And I, and that makes it even weirder because it's like your dad's a professional, probably pretty well paid. You live in, you know, on a fucking college campus, basically. Like, I can't imagine that she faces a ton of discrimination. Now, her aunts living in East LA probably does. Yeah, but maybe I mean, she feels guilty because, you know, she's. I think that's what it is. I think it's more that she feels guilty that she's getting out of it. Oh, maybe that she's she doesn't live in you know whatever the the slum or ghetto or, or I don't know what it's what colloquialism they use, right? But that she's that she's because unfortunately there are. There is a stereotype of like, you know, for black people and Mexican people, I imagine, and, and all different kinds of people, that if you're you're reading a book or, or doing well academically, that you're, quote, acting white or, or whatever. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous because, it, honestly, if you look at everything, it should be acting Asian, even <laughs> when white people do it. We're, right? We're all acting Asian. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, um... No, it is it is stupid because it's like that presupposes that black people, Mexican people, or whatever can't uh, be smart, can't be you know contribute to society. Man, look at uh, you know George Washington Carver or um, you know a- any one of a number of innovators and brilliant minds that invented uh, a black woman invented the uh, traffic light. Mm-hmm. You know so. I mean, there are so many from, you know, all walks of life. So I think that's a ridiculous stereotype to say that, you know, you can't be educated. But I think that's the big thing. I think she feels like she's turning her back on her race or something like that. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be hard to, you know, feel like pulled in so many different directions and everything. Oh, yeah. But thank God we're white. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that white people are better, obviously, but it's clearly better to be white. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah, I think, 
you know, if we didn't admit that, we'd be being assholes. Right. So Brandon and her end up having to say goodbye to each other because she is going back home with her family. Right. And he's like, how far away is Glendale? Oh, it's too far away to, for you to wait. You didn't sign a long-term contract on the <laughs> show. Just a one-episode deal? Okay. Right. So we'll have to wait and see next episode uh, who he hooks up with now. Right. Who the next victim is. <laughs> I mean, he's. It's, he, this is only the first season. He's been with... This lady, the one with the baby. Yeah. Uh, that the, one at the very beginning, remember the slut? The uh, slut, the surfer chick. Right, yep. I'm trying to remember if there's anybody else. But, I mean, like, we're 16 episodes in, and, and that's four. Yeah, it's... it's oh, his weird. girlfriend from Minnesota. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know at what point they put him in longer-term relationships. I know it's got to happen at some point. I'm sure at some point it does. There are a few. There are a few that eventually do come back. Right. As we were watching in in the current season, so yep. I don't know. But eventually, and I think he dates Kelly at some point, or or is that that doesn't happen until the fourth season? I don't know. Or the fifth season, whatever season we're on. I I don't know if they've been together before. I think maybe they had. Okay. But I'm not sure. Well, anyway, I know he's he dates around, but I know he's at least gets some consistency, right? At some point, yep. But that is the episode of nine hundred two one zero, and that's the episode for us. Uh, Carol, take us home. Run. So everybody, you know what to do. Tell your friends. Send us likes mm-hmm. and uh, you know stars on the locker and. That's right. uh, you know, stuff, money, and, you know, whatever little things you want to do to let us know that you love us. We we always appreciate it. Notes. Uh, Write us an email. electronic mail. Yeah. At late fee 1994 at AOL.com. There you go. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.